I don't even, I was gonna say, we haven't even met each other in person, but I feel like <laughs> I like know you as a person though at the same time. Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dibel. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break, where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Hello, hello, everyone. Today on Escape Break, we have Beth Dival. She's back. Yeah. Hello, everybody. We have myself, Ezekiel Kajakai. I'm always here, your familiar voice. But today, we also have the one, the only, Ariana Hartman from Infinity Escape. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. We are combining a brief interview with Ariana, and she's also going to partake in our next episode of the ultimate game master. Ariana is a game master. I've heard she's quite a good one from firsthand experience here with Beth. Oh, shucks. <laughs> so she's going to join the conversation. If you're a game master, you want to get better. This is the episode to listen to as well as our other ultimate game master episodes. But first, let's talk to Ariana, see how she's doing. Ariana, how is life in the summer right now? It's summer. I'm happy to not, you know, <laughs> be in school. That's nice. Definitely been working, you know, hard at the escape room, of course. Got to get the hours in. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm very happy to be here. I love you guys. I love everything that you guys do. Very Thank excited. You. I'm always happy to answer questions. I'm actually coming up on like two years working at the escape room. It's my two years this month, actually. Oh, which congratulations. Is... Thank oh, you. So I know. Kind of crazy. I'm like, wow, I... I'm, I'm very happy I've been here this long, but also just like, wow, just seeing like so many things change within the past few years, seeing people come and go and new things being developed. It's all like very exciting things. So I'm, I'm happy to be talking about it with you guys. Nice, nice. That's great to hear. Before we get into more escape room things, let's talk about just you and your creative outlets. Okay. You <laughs> are the host and the creator of the Heart to Heart show on Titan Radio. I am. You had Beth and I on recently within the last month and a half or so, I believe. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was more. super fun. Maybe time flies. It was a very, All very fun experience. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell the listeners about the show? What motivated you to do that? And kind of what's the future for that show? Yeah, I mean, I've always seen people like doing like podcasts and stuff. And I was like, oh, I feel like we all kind of have <laughs> that thought that comes and goes for like a podcast would be fun. And I admire people who actually go and do it like you guys kudos like it's a huge, it, it's a huge deal. And uh, it started when it started actually back in high school, I had a blog of the same name. Uh, but it wasn't like a radio show or anything. I just like wrote on it. Uh, and that I when I got to college, I heard about Time Radio and they were looking for DJs. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, it'd be fun to just play whatever music I want for like an hour. And then I saw that you could do basically whatever you wanted. It was basically free reign. And I was like, well, shoot, like, I guess I'll just have a radio show and I'll 
talk for like an hour and I just decided to take the same name from the blog and I knew I kind of already had like a following with that like not only with just like friends and like family but also people who read it uh and I advertised solely on my personal Instagram until I made like the actual heart to heart Instagram like last semester um but I've been doing it for gosh I did it since my first semester in college and I'm gonna be a junior now so like it's been two years of doing it and it's super fun I love having like friends and like special guests on like you guys and it's it's a great way to just like talk to people because it it starts off as something that's like very fun and sometimes people are really nervous at the start and they're like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm like guys like just pretend like you're having a conversation with a friend like that's the entire point of the show I'm like if people want to tune in great but it's just for the two of us or whoever's on the show with me I'm like this is just supposed to be fun and whoever is listening in is just going to join in on the fun so, yeah, and I've been doing that and I'm planning on doing it probably until I graduate. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very exciting. I'm definitely planning on seeing what it's going to be like next semester. I'm not sure if I'm going to still do a live show or I might do like a pre-recorded show just to make it easier for people to come on. But it's been super fun. And I totally I feel like if anyone's kind of like on the fence about making a podcast or if they're in college or somewhere that they have like radio show applications like. Honestly, it's been one of like the highlights of like my college experience so far, and I cannot recommend it enough. I think it's so fun. Do you think you're, you you want to continue on with like podcasting or radio shows after college? Like maybe like do your own little podcast on Spotify or? That's such a good question, Beth. I'm not sure. I love doing it on the side because like I am a journalism student, but I feel like I might end up somewhere in like marketing or like social media. Because, like, that's basically everyone's lives now, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I would I think I think would maybe want to do it, like, on the side or, or, or something like that in the future. I, I think I definitely want to keep it going. I'm very proud of kind of, like, the brand, I guess, I've created so far with that. So I feel like maybe on the side in the future. I don't know if I see myself personally ending up anywhere in the radio area. Um, mm. I feel like if that's where life takes me, like, that's cool. I'll be cool with that. And it's nice having the experience and knowing I'm able to like do that and be hands on with it. But I think if I don't end up with it, like, yeah, like in the career area or anything, I would definitely love to like maybe do it on the side. So, yeah, I feel like I just imagine like an Emma, Emma Chamberlain uh, podcast situation where you're just <laughs> like, hi, guys, thanks for tuning in. You're like comfy, cozy. And you're like, welcome to this yes, cozy podcast. Like, I just think dream. heart to heart is so wholesome <laughs> that I'm like. I totally see you doing that. Like, especially like whatever, if you want to do that, totally, completely go all in or do it on the side. I think it's like such a fun outlet to just have in your life to be able to just be like, I'm speaking out into the universe and whoever wants to hear it and enjoy it can take it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, I guess that's also sometimes where the nerves come in too. I feel like with anything that you like put out into like the world, you're kind of like, are people like, I like this, but are people going to like it? And it's <laughs> yeah. always they kind get of the vision. <laughs> yeah, right. Do they get the vision? Is it going to be, is it going to be attracting, like, even if it's like a small audience, will there be an audience? Or even with a topic, like, such as like escape rooms, right? It's like, is it going to find like this niche audience? Or if so, will expand into something more? Will people even listen to it? Will people even like it? Will I even like it? If it doesn't work out, then at least, you know, at least you tried it. At least you're like, I did that. And it didn't work out. But I did it and now I know, but you won't know until you actually do it. So, yeah. I think from your responses alone, you can kind of see what listening to the heart to heart show is like. <laughs> you're, 
you're very well thought out, good at stream of consciousness. You throw in some wholesome nuggets, whether you realize it or not. I don't personally know you. I've only listened to the show because I know Beth recommended you as just a great person. And we've gotten to talking a little bit more since I've been on your show. But for those that might be interested in listening to Heart to Heart when it's in season, I don't know you, Ariana, that well, but I like the show. So it's it's a nice listen. If anything, it's very calming and just like a cool hour to listen while you're doing something in the background. Right. That's the point. And I, I love that. I love how we don't even like I of course, I know Beth. I used to work with her. But like, I don't even I was gonna say we haven't even met each other in person. But I feel <laughs> like I like know you as a person, though, at the same time. And that's like the joy of like, you know, doing a show like that and having people tune in because it feels like even if you only listen for a couple episodes, you know that person. And the same goes with your guys' like escape break. Like, like even though I haven't seen you guys in person, like I haven't seen uh in person at all, but like with Beth, <laughs> it's like we haven't seen each other in person in a while, but it still feels like I know both of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we're that's, like that's... giving updates on what's going on in our lives. Right? <laughs> people are like, oh my gosh, how was that escape from you just did a few weeks ago? And I'm like, huh? what (laughs) how do you know that it's that (laughs) audio personality exactly all right so ariana could you try and describe yourself with three kind of and i mean this in the best way ridiculous things for instance like i could describe myself with being like a basketball fanatic for some reason i'm really into like children's animated films that i think are made for adults the movie Trolls. I really like that movie. I think it's a <laughs> But this is not about me. But could you describe yourself with three kind of ridiculous or material things that like you just are in love with? I'll try. That's like, oh, that's hard. Okay. I'm like looking, I'm, I'm like in my room. So I'm like looking around. I'm like, what? what's like, I guess like <laughs> the first one would probably be Squishmallow Addict. I don't collect anymore. I used to though. <laughs> Because, you know, when you find something and you're like, yeah, this is going to be my personality trait for, like, the next five months. Like, that's yeah. me. So okay. I just have, like, a bunch. <laughs> okay, but, but baller. Like, right, right? Like, I'm it's like, worth it, it could be something else, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, adorable. to all the listeners, if you haven't hugged a Squishmallow, go to Five Below, go to Target, find a Squishmallow, small one, big one, whatever. Give it a hug. You'll get it. Absolutely. You'll get the hype. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're so it, it, it's just very cute. And like everyone likes them. They're adorable. So when I tell people or like I show people or like I get people into them, but people are like, this is great. Like, I love this. So definitely that I would probably say like an internet oversharer. Like I <laughs> like like TikTok is a terrible platform in the sense where it's so easy to just post whatever you want and just be like, yep, <laughs> there it is. Like, if people, I swear, people could find out so much about me just by looking through, like, maybe some of my Instagram stories and, like, my TikTok and probably Twitter. (laughs) I'm not afraid of, like, like, I'm, I talk about myself a lot. Like, if people are interested, like, I'm not, I feel like that's the best way to connect with people is when you, like, share something big about yourself when you first meet them. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I know that's like intense for some people, but <laughs> for me, that's how I connect. No, I get it. Ariana and I, when we first met, we were just like oh, sharing yeah. so much. We I were know. Just like learning everything about each other. Literally. And I was like, 
bestie I'm like this but is my I work know. bestie it's the green flag seriously I know I remember I, we, I didn't even know you I watched it I was like oh, okay you're best like I've heard about you and then I was like by the end I think we didn't, I think we only worked with each other for like three hours that day but by the end of the shift I was like yeah like we're friends I like her and then maybe for my third thing I would probably say this isn't that crazy but probably just like a very avid writer I write like everything I have like notebooks and notepads and like like Google Docs of just like stuff that I write about and I feel like I'm always writing about stuff in my head a lot. I have like internal dialogue all the time. I okay. guess that's like kind of obscure. I, I I found that some people don't have that and I was like, people don't have like internal dialogue. Like when you're doing like things, the little like, voice in your head. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was like. Like, or sometimes, like, if I'm, like, let's say I'm maybe at, like, Target or something, and I'm getting groceries, I'm saying to myself ahead, I'm, like, all right, like, I'm getting groceries, I'm feeling this emotion, I'm looking around, like, it's, like, I'm, like, narrating myself in a book. Okay. Which is, like, (laughs) maybe, yeah, I'm, like, maybe it's, like, the writer me, maybe it's, like, the movie main character me, (laughs) I have no idea. Main character moment. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, like, every... You gotta romanticize everything. Everything you do, you gotta romanticize it. So I guess yeah, that would like, fall what's in. fun about life if you're not gonna romanticize right. it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Every single tiny thing. If you're gonna take away anything from me talking about this, romanticize everything. Yeah, uh, I get like three green lights in a row and I go, Oh my god, someone's looking out for me. I am right. I'm like whoever and the guardian angel, whatever. Yep, it's on my side today. Like <laughs> so I guess those would probably be, be my three things yeah okay okay you are the real life bell from beauty and the beast (laughs) that's that's a huge compliment (laughs) i saw so so you mentioned getting to know someone like through reels and tiktoks and whatnot i get to know about you through that stuff too so i saw your recent book haul i've seen the time you were into slime for a second And of course, your love of Taylor Swift and word games. So that's why I asked that question, because I was like, wow, you're like really into so many little like niche things. And now it's all explained. Now it's all. Yeah, right. I'm like, I didn't realize like (laughs) you, even you saying that, I'm like, wow, yeah, that's a lot of different things. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's good. There's a lot to enjoy in life. All right. Let's talk about escape rooms, why people are here to listen. So both of you worked at Infinity Escape in Fullerton. Ariana, you're still there. There's two current games. There's mm-hmm. the Zombie Lab, and or is it called Doctor Doctor George's Zombie Lab? Yeah, it's both. We I okay. I think as workers we're like yeah, it's like Zombie Lab, and people reference it as Zombie Lab, but it, I guess the official title is like Doctor Yurk's Lab. Oh, Yurk's. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's everyone does that. Nice, nice. <laughs> and then you have the Magic Cottage. Can you tell us about the games? Let's start with Zombie Lab. What's kind of the story about Zombie Lab and what kind of sets it apart from maybe your run-of-the-mill zombie game? Right, yeah. So we opened that one up. I mean, I wasn't working there yet, but uh, they opened that one up in 2018. And it's basically one of the lab assistants kind of goes rogue and is trying to like uh, have this like virus go out into Orange County to infect everyone and turn everyone into zombies. And it's Mm -hmm. your job to help like Dr. Eric like stop that from happening. I would say the way it sets us apart from maybe other zombie lab rooms you've seen, I think the technology is maybe like a tiny bit more advanced in some aspects, like with different puzzles and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I would say there's some like 
little things here and there. Like we have a, like I'm trying not to spoil it. I don't know how of course I, how of do course we feel about spoilers, but uh, I guess there's like we have some like I guess animatronics you could say that kind of move sometimes, or there's things going on that might give you like a little scare. And Okay. I don't, I, I, I would say you might not like necessarily see that in your kind of your like run of the mill like zombie lab. That this is the first room that we opened, Mm and -hmm. I feel like it still holds up pretty well today, Yeah. especially after like five years. And I know we want to revamp it after we open up our third room, so I'm very excited for that. I think that'll be really cool to kind of give it like a little glow up and kind of uh, do some different puzzles and stuff. But I think for as long as it's been open, it's held up really, really well, and I think it's still a really great room, and I think it does. kind of differentiate itself from like your normal zombie lab room. It kind of just has a little more like umph, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I've played it. And of course, at every escape room facility, there's rooms that you'd want to play first. And then you want to crescendo with like the star room. And that Right. the star room currently is the magic cottage for you guys. But zombie lab is fun. It, you're not going to be bored. I recently played a zombie game at a different location. And it was very low bar. Zombie Lab at Infinity is not that. So you can have a good time playing this game, especially if Ariana is your game master. But you guys are known for the Magic Cottage. And Uh, absolutely. Beth's talked about Magic Cottage. We've talked about Magnus the Great, the characters involved. Can you give us a little, of course, non-spoiler story about Of course. the Magic Cottage? Yeah, so Magic Cottage opened up, I believe, 2020. I think it opened up right before COVID hit. So that was really fun. And it's basically the story of these two sisters. So they're kind of going against each other. They get into this battle and one of them casts a spell and it burns one of the sister's hands. By the end of the room, when you're doing it, you have to figure out which sister is the bad one. And you need to figure out which sister you want to save. So you could do everything right in the room. You could solve all the puzzles. But if you get to the end and you're casting the final spell and you choose wrong, you technically lose. Mm -hmm. So pretty high stakes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so throughout the room, as you're solving puzzles, as Magnus is kind of guiding you and helping you out, we have this talking dragon. He's really cool, by the way. Yeah. That's Magnus. And he'll, he'll also give you like storyline and you also get more puzzles and kind of clues along the way to help you make the decision at the end. But it's it's very, very magical. It, it is like I, I would say it's like definitely like our magnum opus out of the two rooms. It definitely is. You know, you do zombie lab and that's fun. But I always like it when people... come in and we'll have like you know a bunch of people from like socal era or people just in town doing both of our rooms it's always fun when they start off with zombie because they enjoy it but when they get to magic it's like whoa this is a good room so it's always very very fun it's yeah it's super whimsical and magical you're like casting spells and getting like potion bottles to cast them and it, there's so many fun surprises along the way and the technology really is like top tier in that room It's one of the reasons why I wanted to work there. I was like, this is such like a cool room. Like I need to be a part of this. And there's so many little things that just make it great. And I think just at the end of the day, just seeing people finish the room and their reactions to it and just them being so happy to be there. It's just, it, it makes it worth it for sure. It definitely is like the room that defines us. So cool. It's so immersive <laughs> too. It's just it like, is. it's crazy the jump from zombie to magic cottage. Like you can Yeah. see how much they learned and how much work they put into both of the rooms and seeing, seeing the progression from the first room to the second room. I cannot wait to see what the third one is about.
you and me both yeah it was so funny because I we my friends and I we did zombie lab before I started working there so we did zombie lab like February 2020 I even have the photo from it still on my camera roll and we had Jeff as our game master and he was like awesome Jeff is one of the owners for mm -hmm. those who don't know and we were like I I, re I just remember we were talking with him afterward I'm like this guy is so cool and I even told him I was like if you guys are ever hiring like I want to work here so it's really funny that I'm working there now but he was like yeah we're working we're about to open up this magic room and he's like it's gonna be really really cool and I was like so excited and then of course COVID happened I didn't get the chance to play it but like I just remember him saying that and being like that's gonna be such a cool room and just uh, seeing the jump from that for sure like zombies really cool but like magic it's like how do you even do that in like two years? That's insane. So yeah, we're really, really excited for the third room. I'm very excited for it. <laughs> and with Are there that any details that you yeah. can tell us? Okay. About yeah. Sorry, I was like, <laughs> I'm cutting Kai off. I'm like, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. We, so I too. can. I I've definitely like there's there's certain things I can say, and I've already I say these to like our customers all the time. So. We are coming out with the third room. We're a small team, so we're still working on it. It's slated to hopefully come out end of the year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. It's going to be like an alien abduction theme. So that's going to be super exciting. It'll be two floors, technically. Uh, yeah, two floors. Uh, so, which is something we've never done before. And I already, like, I've been able to, like, go in and see the layout of it and just see it being all built and, Jeff is also like he's the owner, but he's also our main like artist and stuff. So he does like all the crafting and stuff and he's already working on that stuff and it looks super cool. So I'm very, very excited. It's going to be super, super immersive. We even got this like machine that we shipped from, I think, Poland or somewhere, some some country. Oh. I right? remember were you talking about that. that? Was, yeah, I was like, I don't know if you were there, Beth, when that was happening. I think you might have been, though, because they ordered, because it took a long, long time to get here. I was there when it kept getting pushed back. Like, it got yeah. pushed back once or twice while I was working there, and it didn't get delivered while I was mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, but they got so it. it it eventually got delivered. Thank goodness. Is it a prop so, or is it a machine to help build? It's a prop. Okay. So technically, it's, it's technically a prop. Okay. So it'll be exciting. Yeah, that's all. I, that's all I can say. But I'm excited, and I'm really hoping it gets done soon, so I can get beta testers in, and also just to play it myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Infinity is one of those places that's kind of humbly built its reputation to where, if you're in the scene, you know about it, you want to play. So mm -hmm. if you haven't played it, go ahead and put it on your list because they're games you want to play and. If the third one's out by then, just do all three back to back to back if you're junkies yeah. like us. Mm -hmm. so, as we kind of transition into the ultimate game master section, you two work together as game masters. Did Beth train you? Did you learn anything from each other? What was that experience like? Um, so Beth didn't train me. So we I got trained by the main owner, Yurik, for zombie. And then uh, Jeff is kind of like, like Magic Cottage is Jeff's room. Anyone okay. who works at Infinity, yeah. that is Jeff's room. So he'll train you on that. Um, so I didn't know. I don't, I don't think I met Beth for a while because our shifts are just, you know, it's like it's pretty like rare when you get to work with like another game master if you work weekdays. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I guess I think there was one day where I was filling in and I saw Beth and I, th I think seeing I don't think I was trained on Magic just yet, but seeing her 
do magic like definitely helped me to be like okay when I start running this room this is what I'm gonna do this is how like I'm seeing Beth do this this and this this is how I'm also gonna try to do it yeah and just watching her do it and be very like confident in the way that she was running the room and yeah I think that it definitely helped to watch her a lot so she didn't necessarily train me but I definitely feel like I learned some skills that helped me as I went along to uh, start running that room okay Perfect. Perfect segue. So before (laughs) we get into kind of our key prompts for this episode, we've talked about some of the foundational things in our previous two episodes for Game Masters. But Ariana, if somebody's a Game Master and they come to you and they say, what are some of the things that I should do to be a great Game Master? What kind of tips would you give them? I think my first one would absolutely be to just match the energy of whatever group you have. This is such a big customer service job I think for me going from like absolutely no customer service first job to this was a a huge learning curve it was a Mm -hmm. huge jump and you're there's going to be times where you have groups come in and they're super high energy they could be your the, the last group of your night you could be like I'm ready to go home I'm tired but you have to match the energy you want to be excited you want to like be like yeah like let's do this you know and that makes you more excited it makes you excited to run the room with them and they get even more excited it's a good time or sometimes you'll have groups that are just there to play the room they don't want to chit chat or anything they're just trying to get through it and you have to be like all right like you have to just be very very aware of what group you're dealing with mm-hmm. um and i that also applies to if you have groups that are like total beginners you have to read the room as well especially like <laughs> actually read the room when you're running the room um <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny of me. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, Ariane is also a comedian. <laughs> um, but like, if you have people who are like coming in, like, like escape room, like junkies, you could say that are just trying to like do both of your rooms. Like you have to be like, definitely ask them. Don't be afraid to be like, do you want hints <clears throat> or do you not want hints? Mm-hmm. If you have a beginner group, obviously they're going to be asking for more hints or they'll appreciate if you maybe want to give them like a nudge here and there. Yeah. Um, but if you have groups like I made the mistake, I think I had a group, gosh, maybe it was like my first or second month working magic and they were doing they were really, really good. And I think at the end, I maybe got a little ahead and I came on the mic to help them with something. And they kind of called me out for it after. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, that was so humbling <laughs> that and I, <laughs> I have not made that same mistake since. And I even tell like like when I had new coworkers come in, I would tell them like, you're going to want to come on the mic. Sometimes you're going to want to give them hints, Mm -hmm. but you need to understand you have to put yourself in their shoes or imagine if you're the one doing a room. Cause I've definitely done rooms too. Like as even like, especially after I became a game master where I was like, wow, I wish they didn't come on the mic like that. Or I wish they didn't have to do that, you know, or I wish they waited for us to ask for something. Mm -hmm. So it's so important you go in their shoes and you're like, okay, if I was playing, like, what would, what, what would I want the game master to do? How would I want this to play out? Mm -hmm. And so you, you have to make sure that, you know, you're doing the right thing. That'll make the group have a good time. Cause if not the game master makes or breaks the experience at the end of the day, the room could be amazing. I've done amazing rooms, especially ones that have been like highly recommended but it sucks when you have a game master that kind of it, it it's not ruining the experience. It just lessens the experience for mm-hmm. you. I think my tip is don't be so hard on yourself. Maybe that's just for me. Sometimes I feel like I'm so hard on myself with groups after and I'm like, oh, I wish I, I could have done it. 
something better or like it, this job is like thinking on your feet so much because things are going to happen in the room that you're like oh no mm-hmm. you're like I got to make sure that I can get this turned around and ready in like 45 minutes because the next absolutely. group's coming in absolutely and you're going to deal with groups that come in super late and you just are like okay well I just got to get you guys in or you're going to deal with groups that come in way too early and you're like oh my gosh and there's going to be an overlap all the time and if you do have something that breaks or something that you need to get done, you need to make sure that you're able to like problem solve really quickly. It's like, how can I get this working again for this next group to come in? Or if it breaks in the room, it's like, okay, what am I going to do to help them keep going and make it look like something didn't just break really badly that could potentially mess up the entire rest of the room. I had that experience the first week I was working magic. I had a group come in from era. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to do it really good for these guys because they leave really good reviews and something happened with one of the huge props in magic it didn't I get like this isn't a spoiler it didn't come down right and it was my first week I had no idea what I was doing I was like oh my gosh what do I do and I winded up pressing buttons and I made it worse somehow but they didn't know that but I knew that (laughs) and so what I had a problem solve I was like oh okay, what can I do to just like keep them going? Like have it look like I got this under control and I had to grab like a a black light and just like give it to them in the room. I'm just like, here, take this, go, keep going. And they, it it looked like, it looked like it was just a small mess up and that's it. Mm -hmm. And they left a great review. They loved the room and they, they were like, Ariana was great at like problem solving and like helping us when something went wrong. And I think to like wrap up the tips, it's like, don't be afraid to go in the room if there's a mistake. That's the, the, I think that's everyone's worst fear as a game master. You don't want to like ruin the immersiveness. You don't want to be like, oh, I messed up. My bad. It's like the last thing you want to do. Yeah, it's the absolute last thing. Sometimes I'll be on that camera and I'm like, that's not right. As I'm looking at something as the group is about to go in or as the group's in the room. And sometimes you can problem solve from and not have to interfere. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sometimes there's going to be times it happens to all of us. You're going to have to go in the room. And that's just how it is sometimes. Sometimes things happen and you just need to go in the room. And it's so important that you do it like as soon as you see the issue and you don't wait. I've heard so yeah. many people not enjoy their experiences because something's broken in the room and the game master does not do anything or the game master waits way too long. Mm-hmm. And, or doesn't say anything to them on the mic like hey just a heads up like and that's yeah. I would I would rather have to go in and fix something really quickly or go go on the mic and just give them a heads up rather than yeah. not do anything and ruin it for them so it makes I it think, way more confusing if you just kind of let it be for five minutes even like three minutes because people will look at it for one minute and then be like I don't know why this is important and then they walk right. away and then if the game master comes in and resets it and fixes it and then you go back to it and you're like wait but what triggered it what are we doing like what is this again mm-hmm. yeah you don't want to confuse them more than they're already confused doing a room <laughs> yeah. you know this is a you brand don't... new environment for them why Absolutely. like and if they can't get past this point because this prop is broken and you came in five minutes late to fix it and they're confused yeah they're confused like it just it, I don't know sorry that was a really passionate moment no like, yeah <laughs> I that's 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 my head all the time when these things happen I'm like oh my gosh like I can't even so yeah it's just so important just like be quick on your feet and just solve the issue at hand and pay attention and your customers will respect that and appreciate that 
I still have had people give rave reviews, even if I had to come in and do something or still enjoy it nonetheless, because they're not going to they're not going to think about the one minute you had to go in there. They're going to think about the room as a whole or they're going to be thinking about that really cool thing that happened in the room. That's going to overpower everything that you had to do. So, yeah, that's those. That's my advice. (laughs) I like it. I like it. And I think what it comes down to is your accountability and your professionalism as a game master to come in a room and tackle a problem is the way to go because obviously it's not ideal but as you guys are both mentioning from all all of our experiences if you hold off or you try to brush it under the rug metaphorically and then at the end of the room if the players are like hey was that broken and you're like oh no that was supposed to happen they're gonna read you like a book they're gonna read right through you Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's then they're not going to leave the review. So there's a big part of this that is honesty and accountability. It floods into one of our topics today. A lot of our topics today are about mainly like the other side of the house, like management and owners. But when it comes to tech failures or reset failures, do you guys have either of you had like policies at the places you've worked where when certain things fail, that triggers like, oh, this group's going to get a discount or this is a refundable failure. What does that look like for you in your workplace? Um, It, it definitely depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. If there's minor flubs that are really easy to fix, mm-hmm. like if we just have to quickly go in and replace something, yada, yada, we don't really like count that. Like we'll, we'll acknowledge it. We'll apologize. Uh, but if it doesn't, Throwing like a huge chunk of the experience, like it's something very, very minuscule. Yeah. Uh, then that doesn't, that's not something we would like be like, oh, that's not like a refund or like a discount. I'm pretty generous. I'm like, hey, guys, if you ever want to come and do another room, here's my discount code. Like, I'll kind of yeah. do that. I'll throw that in there. Um, but if there's like, let's say like Magnus just does not want to work that day, mm-hmm. something happens with the magical altar because like the magic, like Zombie Lab, like. I haven't experienced big tech issues with that. That's like, that's not a room where like of something, like if one of the big props breaks, it's like not the end of the world. Like that's not going to affect anything at all. It won't even change anything actually. Um, But with Magic Cottage, that is such a technology heavy room. Mm -hmm. And there's like three different aspects. Like if one of those breaks or is not working that day, it's not going to be fun for any of us. Yeah. Um, And so that's when, refunds come into play I, I i haven't had that experience yet knock on wood but i've definitely had some of my coworkers experience that where if something's not working that day they'll uh or something stops working in the room i think magnus stopped working one time and i think jeff was like hey let's go ahead and reschedule you guys for another day we don't yeah. try to like I, I feel like with every escape room everyone has different policies but i know refunds are like one of those things where like we don't want to have to give a refund yeah, that's every escape room. We're like, we don't want to have to give a refund. We want you guys to come and do the room. So like 99.9% of the time, we'll try to reschedule you for another day or we'll like save like your credit, like what you paid for as the room. Mm-hmm. And if you call us back, we'll reschedule you for like another time because we still want you to do the room and we'll take accountability. We're like, something's not working or like one time there was like a blackout over the the night and that led to one of our props not working correctly. And I had to call a group and be like, hey, like, I'm so sorry. Can we go ahead and reschedule you guys? So we definitely do a lot of reschedules, but sometimes things do happen 
and we do give refunds because we're like, that's not, you know, like it, it's usually on their end if they need to reschedule. But I think there was one time maybe something was just not working at all. All right, we're going to refund. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't want people to waste money. You know, we want them to have feel like they had a really, really nice time for. getting. Yeah, exactly. And getting the that's what escape rooms are. You want to get what you pay for, you know, especially because some of them are real expensive and you're like, this better be the best escape room my entire life. It's not a cheap hobby at all. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you're doing the best that you can. So, yeah, definitely lots of, you know, if if it comes down to it, reschedules for sure. That's what we definitely do a lot at Infinity. I think I only refunded somebody once. But other than that, it was mostly reschedules. And it was the same thing at all the other companies. It was pretty good about reschedules but I know that at some places we would limit the amount of rescheduling because some people were like known for for some reason rescheduling seven times in a row and then you're like are you ever gonna come like what's going on yeah for sure for sure and you definitely want to be wary with like those kind of customers because I've had groups just keep rescheduling and rescheduling (laughs) and you're like are you are you are you real like I don't are you ever gonna come by tomorrow night and then they right. like waste my time slot. Yeah, and there's gonna be no shows. Like I don't know how that happens. Every single time I get oh God, a no show, yeah. I'm like, how does this happen? And I'll call them, and sometimes they're like, oh, I forgot or something happened, and that's when a reschedule also comes in. So yeah, it, it's definitely a lot of reschedules. I've only maybe given like a handful of refunds during my two years. And that's fair. I mean, from a business perspective. You don't want to give a refund. As as you said, any business doesn't want to give a refund, but you want them to have the time they were intended to have. So if it's something Absolutely. initiated by your tech or something that went wrong in the facility from the night before, you're kind of judicious about, hey, we can reschedule these. They don't have to pay a reschedule fee or anything like that. It's different mm-hmm. than someone booking on their own and then continually calling to reschedule with no incident justifying that so right obviously there's things you can do to try to harden your tech over and over again so it's more robust but even then things happen to the greatest rooms and it's unexpected so being honest with these customers is what i believe we're all agreeing upon is like this is how you do it this is how you maintain good relationships and if they booked it in the first place they want to play they want the full experience so i think Mm -hmm. they'll be okay sure they might be disappointed but be like, hey, you know, this is, I know this is unideal, but we want you to come back and have the best experience possible. Would you be okay with rescheduling so we can provide that to you? And it's just that type of honest conversation to make sure the customer is like on the same page as you are. Absolutely. I literally everything you said to a T. Like there's been times where I go on the phone, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> this isn't working. We want to make sure I would, I, I'll tell them like, I want you guys to have the best experience. It's not even from a business perspective, but from like a very passionate, like escape room, you know, like game master and also someone who enjoys doing them myself. I'm like, I want you guys to have the best time you can. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I, I, I think it's best that we reschedule guys. Cause we want to make sure you're getting your money's worth. And you also really enjoy what we have. Cause we want to show everything off that we built for you guys. Right. And right. our technology has become more robust. Like ever, even since I've begun it, I've definitely seen like, it may not show in the room. It's not that different as when we opened it, but behind the scenes, so much has changed to make it, 
way easier for us to tackle problems that they happen. We have so many like uh, different kinds of remotes that we can use to like turn things on and off without the guests even knowing that it happened. Like it's made it so much easier for us to like tackle issues behind the scenes. So we're definitely, and we're always working to like make it better. You know, we're always working to make it more efficient for us and make it easier for us to solve problems even faster and without us having to like go in or anything. So we're, we're always trying to do our best behind the scenes and we want to make sure that it shows in the room. And that's why, you know, reschedules happen and it does suck. I get it. Like I've been on that end of the stick as well, where I'm like, dang it, I really wanted to do it tonight, but if I have to do it tomorrow and I know it's going to be like what I want it to be, then I'm going to do that. Right on, right on. Now there's tech failures, but there's also reset failures and those can happen, but those can be like really minimized if you're good at what you do. So do you have any tips on making sure your reset is absolutely right every single time? I definitely struggle with that. I think at the beginning, it's so many little, like it depends on how many things are going on in escape rooms. I think as escape rooms, especially in like the Orange County and LA area are becoming more popular and way more advanced too. Like people are always trying to constantly like one up each other with rooms and do so many cool things that other rooms haven't done. And that leads to a lot of tiny things that need to be reset. And so many things that are going on that you have to make sure are perfect for the next group, mm-hmm. especially like zombie lab is like pretty, it's like a simple reset, you know, it's like not too difficult. Like, I mean, I've also been working there the longest out of anyone. So I kind of know it like the back of my hand, but like for magic, it's like, st- I still double check and triple check everything. Yeah. I'm always like, okay, I'm like, I know I checked this already, but I'm doing it again just so I can make sure. Or it's like, I will reset the room. And then as I'm talking to the people, we'll play like a video and we'll do this like whole little like theatrical thing. And we'll have the group wait outside the door and listen to a couple things. And when I do, when that happens, I'll go back in the room, make sure everything's good. I'll like film it with some of the locks, pull on some of the drawers, make sure nothing opens. Uh, and then I'll go back and get my group and lead them into the room. Like, it's just little things you have to like make a decision, like as a game master, it's like, how will, what will, what can I do to make sure that I'm know for a fact that I reset everything and I'm comfortable and I feel confident that I did this correctly. And like, don't be afraid. I like the, for the, the first, I think like three months when I was doing magic, we have like a binder of all the reset procedures. Yeah. I had that thing out. I was going through every page. I was making sure I was doing it. And don't be afraid to also let your group know, hey, it's going to take a little while for me to reset. It's worth it, I promise. Like I used to tell them that I'm like, it, it's going to take a little, like magic's gimmicky. I'll like say something like that. So I'm making sure that everything's right for you guys. Like, don't be afraid to let your groups know that you may need some extra time just to make sure everything's right. And that also goes hand in hand if like something like happens or something breaks. You also need that extra time to like fix it really quickly and then get your real, your group in. So I guess I would just say like make sure to triple check everything or like if you're swapping off like a like a shift with someone else, like they worked the room before you. Don't be afraid to go back in there and double check everything because yeah. there was one time. Double where check I their think, work. No yeah, trust. There was no one trust. Time, yeah, there was. <laughs> I, I love my coworkers, but there was one time. This is on me. There was one time I didn't lock. One of the locks is really weird with the key and magic. And I did not. I guess I I think it was my second month working there. So I I 
thought I locked it. I didn't. And then Beth came in for the next shift. And she was like, who didn't oh, lock yeah. this? And I was like, oh, no, that was me. <laughs> like, so, and it's important to also have that accountability with your uh, ga- other game masters and even the owners. Like, sometimes, like, you got to be like, okay, guys, who didn't do this last time? Who ran this last? Like, because you're not trying to be mean. You just want to be like, just please like make sure you do that so it's not difficult for me or like at least text me and let me know you know but also from like a management perspective you want to make sure that the process is easy for them to get if it's not Mm -hmm. easy for them to get like what can I do to simplify this so that way we can get these perfect absolutely yeah and I feel like I've seen that way more especially from like the owners at Infinity with like all the new like co-workers that like have like kind of come in especially recently um we have like a full team now which is really really nice but like we'll always be like it's so important to communicate like not just with game masters but with the management and the owners I'm always talking to them like is there a way we can make this easier or is there a way that like this can be improved maybe a little bit more to make it easier and like faster for us to reset and they'll like take that I, I think the way that our businesses run because we're not like a chain escape room which I feel like makes it easier to talk to management Mm -hmm. and tackle issues like head first so I feel like that's definitely been like helpful and resourceful when we have to like tackle certain issues and I can just be straight I can like just go up to them and be like hey guys can we like maybe work on this this and this like I've been having these issues is there any way we could like solve this and they'll go in the room and work on it And I really appreciate that, like working like at like a small business. It's so I appreciate the owners that are willing to communicate with their game masters and their employees and are open to it and want to solve the problems and make it easier for everyone at the end of the day. So that's super. We're very lucky to have that. But that's also very important. Like, don't be afraid to communicate, like voice, voice, whatever you think could be better improved. Yeah. It's very twofold. I agree. I, both of the places that I worked at and managed, we had basically mom and pop shops or homegrown escape rooms. So the owners sometimes came in and worked games. And obviously we worked to a point where the owners didn't have to, but still they were accessible and that's huge. Whereas perhaps Beth, you can speak to this working at the escape game. I don't know if you ever talked to the CEO of escape game. I did like once or twice, but it was one of those things where it was like, they were very busy, like they were traveling and stuff. So they were obviously there for business purposes. And so Mm -hmm. it was really hard to be able to like, you know, have a meaningful conversation about like, what our mission is and what our goals were and stuff like that. Right. And perhaps that responsibility was delegated to somebody else in the chain of command, but the bigger the chain of command gets, the harder it is to maintain what it was actually supposed to be. And that's often an obstacle with a lot of big businesses is the further away you get from the actual vision, the more distorted it gets and the harder it gets on the lower level employees, if you will. So it's hard to get your message across the whole thing accurately. Like if you're trying to tell the CEO, like, Hey, I think we should have this kind of room or I think we should make this kind of change to this sort of room. And you're the only one who can approve it, approve it or something like that. And if you try and ask that to your assistant manager, then they tell your manager and then they tell the district manager, then they tell the regional manager or whatever, if that's the same thing. And then, then it finally gets to the CEO. And at that point, the CEO is like, well, I mean, this was asked 
six months ago. So it's not even like an issue anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of bottlenecks. But in, in terms of mm -hmm. resetting, I love what you said, Ariana, about don't be afraid to use the book. You have to. I mean, you think about that. You don't have to memorize everything. Obviously, in an escape room, you might get there, but you have to double check. There's nothing wrong with double checking. Even in my most tenured days of escape rooms, I was double checking, triple checking. As cruel as this may sound, I'm a huge proponent of no trust. I did not trust anyone before me, <laughs> so I would always go in there. And you really got to be careful of, I think this is a kind of sneaky one, because obviously you want to be someone that's nice to work with. But like the social element of an escape room, you cannot be like chatting with someone while you're resetting. It's just, in my opinion, it is a recipe to mess something up. If someone's like, oh, let me come reset with you, I would say no. I don't want you to come reset with me. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing personal. I just need to do this by myself. I kind of have my own like method where I run through the game because if you really look at like the choke points in the game, you can pinpoint A to B to C to D very fast yeah. and make sure everything's reset. Yeah. It, I have a routine when it goes through, when I'm going through resetting an escape room and it's like, if you take me out of that routine, if you're coming in to help me, I so appreciate the gesture. Get out. Like, <laughs> uh, if you're messing up my step three, I'm on step one. What am I going to do when I get to step two? Go to step four? No, mm -hmm. I'm going to step three, but you already reset it. Like it just throws me off. And then I think, did I reset step three? Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody else did. Did they reset it right? And then I'm just breathing heavily through the first parts of the game until I get there. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. But I mean, you should be able to reset as a single person. So as as generous as it might be for a coworker to say, let me help you reset, you don't really need to pay two people to reset. Like if you mm -hmm. can't reset the room pretty quickly, you might not be in the right job. And that's the facts. But you guys know what you're doing. We've been here before. Let's end the episode on a more fun topic about game mastering, because I had an experience recently where I played what some people talk as like one of the best rooms they've ever played in their life. And it was fantastic. Had a great time. But at the end of the game, we didn't get a picture. And I don't know why we asked. I don't know if it was like time rush, but we didn't get a picture. And then I thought, okay, maybe their pictures aren't allowed in the room. And then I looked on Morty and I saw everybody had a picture in the room. And I was like, whoa, we didn't get a picture. Do you guys hate us? like why yeah and we were coming in from out of town and everything anyways we didn't get a picture and it kind of soured the experience so i think to be an ultimate game master you have to take the picture but not only that i started thinking what can make the picture better you've had your game masters that take like a thousand pictures on the phone and then i've had game masters that maybe take two to three pictures but they're just really good angles and they understand photography how do you guys feel about upping the level of photos we take at the end of games? <laughs> I, first of all, I have to absolutely agree with you. I, the exact same thing. I'm so happy. I'm not alone in that. The exact same thing happened to me. We did one of uh, an escape in, in the LA area that everyone mm -hmm. raves about. Like everyone's like, this is amazing. And it was great. It really is a great room, but the game master did not take a photo of us at the end and was kind of like, and kind of came on the mic sometimes. And I was just like, Mm, and I, it was the photo though that did it I don't know why it's always the photo it's like I wanted a photo and I was trying to make excuses because my friends like were like it's no big deal whatever but like as a game master I was just like 
you know, maybe it's because we were the second to last group. It's really late. I totally get it. But at the same time, I'm like, but the picture, man, we drove out here. I wanted to get a picture. I wanted to put yeah. it on. Put I on. feel like there's no excuse. Like the experience, it's you get the experience and you don't like so many people are like, what else do you get for the price of an escape room? You get the escape room and a photo at the end. Like that's typically mm. the package. Right. And so to not offer taking a free photo on their cell phone, there's just no excuse in my opinion. You right. want them also from a business perspective, marketing, and that is free marketing. You should just be asking for photos for every single person and it helps you. It helps them. Mm-hmm. Like I, ugh, I'm just melting and dying. Why would you not ask for, if they want a photo, it's such a memorable experience. Mm-hmm. Document it. Yeah, I was so, I I was like, am I the only one who's this sad about a photo? Because I'm like that person that's always like, I'm going to put it on Yelp and Morty and the escape room, like Facebook group. Like, I want to talk about it. I want to show how much fun I had. I wanted to like, but I was just like, I can't even do that. I was like, I can't even leave a review. What am I going to say? Great room. No photo. Like, it made no sense. So I totally get the photo thing. And as someone like, what I'll do in rooms is I will be like, I'll first ask, like, do you want a photo? Because some people don't want photos. And that's true. different than not asking for a photo. Very true. Oh, that. Like, there's some people who are like, I don't want a photo. Totally cool. If they do want a photo, though, I'm like, all right, some, give me someone's phone. People are going to ask you to take it on multiple phones. And you just got to smile and be like, yes, I will do that. That is your job <laughs> to take the photos. Uh, and I'll be like, okay, do you want to stand here or here? I'll let them like choose what location they want to like take it in in the room. So they feel like they have like options with their photos. And then I'll take the photos. I'll ask them. I'll be like, do you want to like vertical or horizontal? And I will just, I'm not like the best with angles. Some of my coworkers are really good. They're like, I'm going to do it from this height. And I'm going to make it look like it's going through like the cage. It's going to be super cool. And I'm like, I'm just here to make sure everyone's face is in the photo. Like that's all I want. <laughs> So I'll just take a multiple. I'll be like, all right. And I'll just be clicking and clicking and doing different angles. And I haven't had anyone complain, knock on wood. So that's what I do. And every game master is different though. If you want to get, if you have like photography and you want to get all in there and make it super cool, some people appreciate that. Do it. You know, like it just depends on what group. You have to read the vibes of the room as well. And they're like, okay, we'll take a photo, I guess. Just you know yeah just do the one click best but if they're like yes we want a photo you get in you take multiple you show them you're like yes (laughs) you lay on the floor and you get that angle i will get the angle for you guys yeah so every group's different in that aspect but definitely you know give it some variety and make sure the lighting's good at the minimum and uh make sure everyone's face is in the photo (laughs) nice i think it's a very sneaky thing that could lead to evolution of escape room is that ending photo and some places do it now there's a couple places that do kind of a green screen thing and then they frame you into an overlay and it's like of the room you played and that's kind of cool especially if done right but Mm -hmm. just to have cool lighting i don't know ariana have you been to confusion escape i have yes okay so they're known not only for their great games but they have a very cool bathroom that has like a vanity light and all that stuff. And people mm-hmm. are taking photos in there. So if your ending photo of an escape room is not necessarily in a bathroom, but in a place with great lighting, I think that's going to help. And it will sell the room as Beth, Beth said. Obviously, you don't need to let them 
like take the picture wherever with whatever answers, but have a place in your room where you're like, this is the best photo for the room. It's going to be sick. We have lighting if you can afford it. I think that would take it to the next level. And you have these things for all the vanity people in the room that can say, hey, I can post this on my Instagram and people are going to love it and they'll be proud. Mm -hmm. of it. I think that's the next level of photos in escape. Yeah. Agreed. What amazed Agreed. me was when I went to Mind Trap. I'll name drop that one because love Mind Trap. And <laughs> they like whipped out this bright flashlight, like this super bright block flashlight. And they're like, okay, three, two, one, click, click, click. And they do that for all their rooms, all mm -hmm. their photos. And that was one of the first times that I was like, oh, whoa, like this is a company that really takes pride in like the content that they put out. And this was when I was working at places that didn't necessarily put that much care into those aspects. Um, so we were taking everything on like an iPod touch. If you guys remember iPod touches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were taking them on there and then we would just do nothing else with them. So it was like blurry and it, they were just rough photos. And so I was used to that. And so seeing somebody whip out a whole flashlight and like a really nice, phone or ipad or something i'm like wow it just goes to show how much care and thought they put into their business at every step all right guys we made it to the end hopefully you got great nuggets about how to continue to be an ultimate game master if you're an owner or a boss hopefully you've got some perspective from game masters of how to make your environment the best for both the players and the workers but ariana your final question today is what escape room are you most excited to play next? Oh, that's such a good one. Ooh, I definitely want to check out Scenario's room, Dr. Okay. Hitter Loses. Nice. And I also, I want to try to maybe do Arena. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Don't, don't, don't hold me accountable. To I'm going to hype maybe. you up. It's a huge maybe, but I think, I know my friends would love it. It's just me, like, hyping myself up to do it yeah. but those for sure I've I definitely have like a long way to go like I'm you guys are like yeah we've done those whatever but like for me I'm like I'm slowly getting up the list of like ones I just need to get I just need to get done so those for sure are the ones that I'm looking to do next hopefully right on well we'll be cheering you on especially in arena and I'd love it <laughs> if you played Dr. Hater you'll see me well you'll hear me at least but you're okay. gonna have a great time <laughs> awesome but we want to say thank you for being on the show thank you previously for having us on your show hopefully you had a great time i had an amazing time thank you guys so much this was so fun hey kai guess what no don't say it i need more time break time is just about over but tati what if they want more they can tune into the next episode next episode of course there's so many more escape adventures to share well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.